go. Thank you for choosing Boomers with Beverages. Yes, we are doing it again. <laughs> That's like a warning. Is that a warning? This what time with a studio audience. I like that because, you, you know, you, every show has a warning now. You That's know, right. You, you say continue. that with much trepidation. <laughs> yes. yes. Wear your nose plugs. I like it because on some of these new uh, on Netflix, I've noticed now when they have like a movie, mm-hmm. it'll say uh, subject matter may contain sexual themes, mature language, and smoking. Smoking. Yeah, I always love that. Smoking. <laughs> what? Smoking. Well, well, you, don't you have one of those TVs where you can actually smell the smoke coming uh, through? Yeah, right. Maybe that uh, through. I guess. I don't know. But smell-o-vision. It is, uh, it is good to have you along again as we uh, do our latest edition of Boomers with Beverages. And uh, we have to, the theme music we've heard a lot about because people are definitely rating this one of the best themes ever. It's got to be. Yeah. So we're thinking maybe down the road because uh, this is a Dan Davis creation, right? Well, it's it's uh, my associate H. Dwight Cheddar is the uh, nice. is, is our featured artist here, and uh, sounds like he a could make an rapper name. He could. That, uh, yeah. Really, I hadn't thought of it in those terms. <laughs> He's yellow. D- DJ Cheddar. DJ Cheddar. H. Dwight Cheddar. So you should have the D- yellow stuff. Can DJ, you say that? DJ Cheddar and the Swiss Miss. That's right. That bringing the funk, bringing the cheese. There all we right. go. But it's catchy. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, we could be more excited too because you know, we obviously we've had the uh, great opportunity to be on the road with the uh, Indiana State Fair, and now we are for uh, for the next several podcasts yep. going to be in the Growler Room at one of the uh, one of the coolest one of the uh, I think one of my favorite places to eat and just hang out in Fishers, Indiana uh, it's called Four Day Ray yeah. and Four Day Ray's been here since 2016 and truly has uh, established itself as the place to go uh, it's got so many great features about it uh, scratch menu all the foods made on site uh, the beer selection is phenomenal anytime yeah. uh, any given time they have at least 12 beers on tap yeah. along with many many others yeah. that you can get they have a pet friendly patio so if you have a dog you want to bring and you want to go out and eat your dinner and have your pet with you can i bring my cat no just oh, pets no, no okay i, I brought my python the other day and that did not go over well at all you did <laughs> yeah. i have a llama they're very quadruped Centric here. Is that what happened? Yes. Is on a leash? How do you get around with your <laughs> have a parrot python. on a leash? The python <laughs> is the leash. I wrap it up. Yeah, that's exactly but right. It, well, but the thing with with FDR, there's a lot of these, you know, microbreweries. They'll have food, but it, it seems like it's either the food is good or the beer is good. But here at FDR, it's, it's everything. Great food. It's got it all. Got, I love their beers. It's this, an afterthought. Yeah. I, d- I definitely will have a few things to recommend to you guys as we go forward, so we can try some of their food as well because. Yes. We're, Obviously, going to sample some of their uh, their beverages. The one that I have for this particular episode is the Waikiki Wallop. That's the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Rudy Tootie, but man, is it a great, <laughs> great beer! I, I was reading on the, it. Yeah, I Waikiki, wanted to give oh, the it's uh, over here. Uh, there it is. Waikiki, right there. So it's a Under fruit punch blonde, a fruit punch blonde, you know and I, I love it. It's great. Unfortunately, it's a seasonal. So it's it's unlimited. Feed uh, one punch to fruity blonde, didn't you? Yes, yeah. I, I did time. That for was that. me. That was me. Were you there too? I was there too. Yeah. That was Knocked during the crap out of me. days with he and Taylor Martin were a singing act. In, in <laughs> so they have. Uh, I think they've got fifteen beers on tap right now. So wow. we got a lot of work ahead of us, guys. We yeah, do. Yeah, we do. So, so the Waikiki there's, yeah, there's, there's three podcasts right there. <laughs> so just. <laughs> Well, for Pete, it might just be one really long one. So it's all good. Artie, what do you got? What were you, what I have the uh, blah, 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 the Warring Factions Brown Ale. Okay, and tell it's, me what's the, well, what's the, the description thing is, on that. I, 
it's got a great description, but the one I'm getting is a lot of chocolate in the front. Oh wow! It says a lot. It basically says it's got uh, highlights of toast, uh, malty sweetness, stone fruit, caramel, and a uh, little alcohol kind of permeate the, no. the fragrance of it. And it's it's it I is like quite it. strong, but it's quite flavorful. That's very good. Yeah, I may, I may have to give that one a shot. Pete, what do you got? What are you sampling? Uh, I've got the from the Bloomington Brewing Company Ten Speed Mosaic Wheat. What I, I love the name because it's obviously a reference to you know the the, the bicycle race down there, the yeah. little five little weekend. five breaking away. Uh, it's golden and hazy, which is how I felt this morning, mm. uh, with an earthy pine and tropical fruit notes, bringing a unique notes of citrus and pineapple, creating a finish full of single hop bliss. Nice. Just came up with that, didn't you? Now I, tell me with those descriptions, don't you want to try it just? Because of the description, you, you can, yeah, you feel like, like you have that it. That sounds really, really good. good. Dan, what do you got? I have. Well, I got the same thing. Artie does the Warring Factions Brown Ale. It's delicious. Yeah, big good fan stuff. of the brown ales. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, we'll uh, be kicking off each of our podcasts with uh, some samplings and some other things they have too. Uh, you know, I know we say beverages, but maybe we'll try some of the uh, the, the food items too. Bring that into the uh, the show as we do okay. on location from sure. Four Let's Day Ray in downtown Fishers, Indiana. For those of you that have never been, this is a fantastic place to visit. Highly recommend it. Don't forget to go to our website, boomerswithbeverages.com. We would love you to check that out as we uh, keep building the uh, the website. Lots of fun stuff coming to that website. Dan's been working hard on it, putting stuff on it right now. The yep. recipes, lots of good ones on there. So you want to check those out. But there's uh, a lot of interesting content still to come. We want to hear from you, too, though. So if you get a chance, please drop us an email at bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com. I, I don't think people know how important that is to us. Sure. It's important oh, to hear yeah. from you. Absolutely. I mean, it please, is. text us, uh, not text us, but email us, please. What you want to hear, what you want to hear less of, or what you want to hear more of, or what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Please, bring, bring uh, it on. Because Artie, what, what, if they, what if they get back to you and say, we want to hear less of Artie? What would you do? I'll leave. I'll go home and take a bath. That would be a great idea. idea. I'm going to email that right now. Well, <laughs> since I'm the one sitting next to him, it might not be a bad idea. So, Just not. so you know, I bathed before I came. All right. Okay. Here. On, and, and here. Wait, on that subject, so I, I just we were talking about descriptions. Sure. This is a something called Lambic, which somebody recommended to me. It's a type of beer. But it is, let's see, um, that we get a, uh, let's see, a... Uh, Decidedly sour aroma is often dominant in young examples, but may become more subdued with age as it blends with aromas such as barnyard, earthy, goaty, hay, horse blanket. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. That, yeah, that is not on the menu here at FDR. No, it's not. Thank you. Yeah, somebody recommended. Oh, you should, you should try lambic. It's like no, I don't. No. Horse blanket is no. You're not going to no. get me in with horse blanket. And, I, and I've made those mistakes of, of being a little braver than I normally am with IPAs, and I've tried yeah. some of those, and oh my gosh. It's like that yeah. uh, zombie that dust. Be, yeah. yeah. Oh, that zombie dust was just awful. Some of yeah. them just, uh, they're trying too hard, it's maybe. Just, yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll drink grapefruit juice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and just those who uh, may not be beer uh, connoisseurs or don't favor beer, they have a full bar here. Yes. I can't, can't wait yeah. to get into that some. Uh, Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, coming up here in a, in a few minutes, though, Pete's going to share some really good stuff with us because he's going to be a world traveler again. Pete does love to travel all over the globe, not just the country. And uh, he's going to share some stuff with us here in a minute. But before he does that, of course, we can't be at Four Day Ray and not take the opportunity to speak with uh, Brian Graham, one of the co-founders of uh, this amazing facility here in Fishers, Indiana. I'm still getting over the fact that I, having been a homeowner and built a house in Fishers 20 years ago, I 
can't remember Fishers without four-day Ray. And it's only been since 2016, hasn't it, Brian? Yeah, we're coming up on uh, six years now. Um, seems like longer sometimes, but, yeah. you know, it's been fun. And, you know, we're really happy to be here. The community has really supported us, and the city has been great to work with. So it's been awesome. Give us a little bit of an idea how this concept came to be as far as the, the gastropub, the brewery. Has this always been something you've, you've had in mind? And I know there's other folks that were involved with putting together Four Day Ray. Kind of give us a little bit of the origin with Four Day. Yeah, one day my wife said, hey, you should start a brewery. So that kind of started everything. Um, but, well, there you, you know, go. We, when I first started planning in 2012, uh, most of the breweries were doing a tap room. Uh, no food. They were you know, sourcing that out to other people. And, you know, I've owned restaurants in the past. And so, you know, I, I knew I wanted to have some type of food concept, something that was going to be good, that could keep people around in the community. And, you know, when people are drinking, they like to eat as well. So um, just, you know, based on how people in Indiana eat, you know, they're not going to go someplace and drink and then sort of order in food. That's kind of a foreign concept. So I always planned that we would have some type of food. Um, and then when this location became available, um, you know, I told my other uh, business partners, hey guys, look, I know we're not setting out to open a restaurant, but given the location and where we're at, we're really going to need to have a restaurant with the brewery. So um, then they walked out reluctantly, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> was was okay and on board with it. And so we created that side to go along with the brewery. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a great compliment for sure. Obviously, we're all uh, fans of the different varieties you guys have on, on tap. And how does that process work? How, who develops it? Is it kind of a, a group effort? Or do you guys, do you actually have pros that have been doing this for a while that come up with the, you know, the many flavors, the many tastes you guys have as far as your beers are concerned? Yeah, so I've been a home brewer since 97. Um, one of my business partners is our head of brewing operations, so he's actually the professional brewer. So we collaborate on the different styles. We also have uh, another brewer as well. So we all work together to come up with the different um, beers that we're going to brew. Dan, Pete, you got a question for uh, Brian? I was wondering, do you have um, like a particular style? Are you more Belgian or German or any particular sort of theme to the beers Bohemian. that you we really don't. I mean, we try to make sure that we have something uh, for everyone, yeah. you know, when they come in. I mean, our number one seller is the Blood Orange Blonde. I just, you know, that's just telling as far as, like, where we're at. I mean, people just want something that's lighter, easy to drink. Um, but we, you know, we do carry, we do brew Belgian beers. We brew mm. German beers. I mean, you know, it, there isn't anything we won't brew. Right. Um, but it just based on sales, you know, what is selling. And then also just try to give a variety to people when they come in yeah. so that, you know, you should at least be able to find one thing on there that you can Are we drink. ever going to get past pale ales? I mean, you go shopping for beer and it's like there's four pale ales to just about anything else. You mean IPAs? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's yeah, They're it's the number one style. It's never going to go anywhere. Wow. And people are just reinventing ways to market that style more. Yeah. They really aren't grapes. IPAs, but they grapes. they just call them IPAs for marketing purposes. Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. It's still heavy on the hops. I'm not a fan yeah. of IPAs. Yeah. Well, it's funny because yeah. if you don't like that one, it's okay because you have every other. Beer. A, yeah, You've got every other thing available yeah. under the sun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just there's found so out. many varieties of IPAs out there. Yeah. And not as much in the. What am I having? I'm having the brown ale. Yeah. Uh, I like your ales, stouts, porters, things like that. Yeah. But IPAs exactly. are you know, really thriving. Yep. Well, I just found out that these IPAs can actually cause erectile dysfunction in man boobs. And I've never had an IPA that I can remember. I suggest wow. you and don't. And yet you I, have but man boobs. But I have both. <laughs> 
but I'm not joking. I, I so just started. I just started researching this today. What's an IPA? Uh, India something something. Well, anyway, I, I, so, then they, so they told us about us the health effects of it. For the British soldiers. We, yes. We, so need, they, we need to get it's like you. like putting uh, saltpeter in your coffee. We need That's to get it. you the little blue beer. Is that what yes, you need? Yes, the little. I want the little, little bitty one. Yes. I had no idea this was going to be already confession, David. That's good. Brian's just Brian's just at some point every podcast heads in that direction. I'm sure it's not the first time he's dropped his jaw in this facility. He just wondering what's going on. What did he just say? <laughs> so what's the so when you guys decide you're gonna uh, brew a particular style, what's the time frame from inception? Say this is what we're gonna do till your patrons can come in and enjoy it. I would say depending on the beer, it can be anywhere between six to eight weeks. Okay, oh, wow. um, it's not it's not it's, it doesn't take very long. Okay, yeah, so it's not not terribly long. No, you guys also though stand apart because. You go into Kroger, and there's Four Day Ray, mm-hmm. and I'm sure when that happened, that that had to be huge when you when you got shelf space in one of the biggest grocery stores in the country. Yeah, it was great for us. Um, it was a turning point. I mean, obviously that just allows you to distribute more beer, mm-hmm. um, and you know it legitimizes things for you, and um, you know it's an advertisement. You know, st- sitting there on the shelf next to you know, the other breweries around the country and, and here in the state. So, yeah, we're, we're you know, very uh, appreciative of the opportunity and, you know, glad that we can be there and then in all the liquor stores as well. I have to have a few minutes where you talk a little bit about Tuesday because you guys do a really cool event uh, every Tuesday, Tapped for a Cause. Tell us a little bit about what that is and how people could get involved with it if they've got some suggestions to be part of Tapped for a Cause. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, in this industry, everybody's familiar with Dine to Donate and, you know, I'm here to tell you that it really doesn't work. Um, you know, people have more confidence in their group that they're going to come out and actually dine somewhere. And, you know, it just really takes a lot to get people up and moving and, you know, just uh, supporting even an organization that they're involved with. And so it involves, you know, bringing in flyers and, you know, you know, you end up donating $80 to an organization and that's not very impactful. So We've taken the concept and every Tuesday, it doesn't matter um, whether you know the uh, partner or not, um, on Tuesdays from four to nine, we donate 5% of food sales uh, to our partner organization and we partner with them the entire month. Um, So every Tuesday, you don't even have to bring a flyer in, you don't have to do anything, you just dine here and you're helping uh, the community um, charitable organizations and you know we we actually make an impact and you know we give sizable um you know donations at the end of that month because you know it's ongoing and everybody's invested in what we're doing um and you know we have a different partner every month and you can sign up on our website to ask to be considered uh for one of those slots that's awesome cool. that's and, but the the dying to donate that's where you announce you know my organization if everybody that goes to four day ray on whatever night bring the flyer and part of your check will go but that yeah usually yeah, doesn't yeah. work yeah that's people want to make it easy it has yeah. to be easy for and, them. but that, yeah that's great so people are contributing whether they know it or not exactly yeah, yeah it's been a it's been a major success so i'm kind of curious what's the master plan because you guys obviously are, are here to stay thank goodness because we've loved having you here uh having built our house in 2002 when there was very little around <laughs> yeah. fishers especially even in this area so when you guys opened up it was it was such a big big event and uh, you've kept it going obviously tap for a cause you, you got a pet friendly outdoor dining area you've got the growler room which is where we are located to do the podcast boomers with beverages and of course you have the restaurant which is still considered scratch food right so explain what scratch food is to people that might not be familiar with that 
Yeah, if we, um, we, all of the recipes are developed by our executive chef, and so we make everything in-house. Um, you know, we're not bringing in frozen food and just, you know, putting in a fryer and freezing it. Uh, we use local suppliers when we're able to. Muncie Meat provides our uh, tenderloins, um, and, you know, we use other local, uh, like My Sugar Pie out of Zionsville, uh, does some of our desserts. So, you know, Scratch Kitchen, you know, we're making it here and, you know, we're prepping everything. So it's uh, it just makes a difference in the quality of the food. Oh, yeah. But well, we appreciate it, Brian, because we're, we're going to really enjoy being out here doing the podcast on Wednesdays and uh, hopefully bring some warm bodies out on a Wednesday afternoon to enjoy four-day ray because there's just so many aspects of it that are just really appealing to everybody from top to bottom you know whether you're a kid coming here to eat the great food or you got a, a pet you want to bring and eat outside and not Wait, have to people worry are about eating it. their pets yes what? No. No. It's like dan and Artie have I been partaking in some other things before the show we got here early concerned, <laughs> but it's all good but brian thanks so much really appreciate yeah. it i know you got things to do but obviously we'll talk again as we move forward with this but uh, thanks very much for for hosting boomers with beverages yeah glad to have you guys here and uh, we just really appreciate your support as well thank Absolutely. you very much all right thank you I, I saw this story that maybe about a week and a half, two weeks ago, that just kind of came and went. But I thought it was a really, and since we're all four boomers, and part of our identity is we're definitely of the television age with growing up. I mean, we were all immersed. We had our favorite shows, still have our favorite shows, but TV was such a big part of growing up for us. I thought this was a, a sign of the times and very interesting. But apparently, NBC is considering dumping its 10 to 11 hour and giving it back to the local stations. This hmm. has kind of gone under the radar, but they're, they're looking at it like uh, a way to say, look, we, we can do more 8 to 10, still take advantage of that, but let the local stations, if they want 10 to 11, have it. And I, I would think most people probably know that forever, 8P to 11 has always been network TV. Yeah. You know, and for all of us growing up, 6 to 7 was the news hour. 6 to 6.30 was the local. Yeah. 6.30 was the, the national news. 7 to 8, you kind of had a hodgepodge of, mm. uh, you know, now it's been... Something syndicated. Wheel of Fortune yeah. or Jeopardy. Jeopardy or, yeah. You know, Wheel when I was a little kid, it was in Michigan, it was Bowling for Dollars was on. And <laughs> I think Truth or Consequences with Bob beat, Barker. Beat the Clock. We had Beat the Clock, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now the networks, are, or at least NBC, is considering dropping 10 to 11. I think... Sign of the times? What do you think? Do you think I think it's. it's a, I think that would be a mistake. You're talking. Let's talk about ad revenue. I mean, they 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 love their ad revenue. They have to have it. Now, why would you sacrifice an entire hour, and uh, in in ad revenue? Well, keep in mind, all the networks, and I believe, have their uh, streaming counterparts. Like NBC yeah. has the Peacock channel. Right. Right. So you know that's bringing in lots of money for them. You know, because they're they're putting exclusive programming only on that streaming. Yeah, well, network. I've never known NBC to be you know congenial about things like that. That just doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, but you got there'll be an opportunity for creativity on you know local the local part. Yeah, the, the, they'll create shows that like Boomers with Beverages. Um, we could go, go live be, got on TV. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, but they'd have to have the, like our counterparts would be other actors, and so many of them have passed away oh, that could see. play our roles. <laughs> you know, like. Jack Klugman would have been a good boomer with beverages, <laughs> yeah. and even Tony Randall, for that matter. Uh, yeah. Uh, who, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Who am I thinking of? Ted, Ted Knight. Ted Knight would have yeah. been a great boomer. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people from the golden era of TV that would have been, if you had to pick four guys. William Frawley. Uh, kind of in the Sunshine Boys vein, <laughs> but it's four boomers. You know, four so you boomer. have a yeah. William How about Frawley. Paul, Paul Lind? He He's would be cranky. great. Paul Lind would have been. Great. Mr. Cranky. He, he, he was yeah. funny as hell. The 10 to 11 was kind of always a throwaway anyway, because 8 to 10, you always remember NBC forever 
ruled Thursday from 8 to 10. Yeah. Remember that? Bum, when, bum. when they had cheers, they had family ties, they Night had the court. Cosby show. Night court. They used to yeah. rule from 8 Thursday to 10. Nights. Yep. And 10 to 11 was always a cop show or a law mm. show or the show that skirted the edges for network TV. You know what I mean? As Hill Street as Blues. Content, language, things like yes. that. So I see, we could have hundreds of Benny Hills arise up in the uh, small towns of America to fill that hour. I, I think any opportunity to play uh, Yakety Sax is a good yeah, thing. So yeah. If that wasn't one of the greatest show openings ever. <laughs> it really was. And, and that little old man's probably still alive. You know? uh, actually, he's not. Oh, no? I just saw an article yesterday. Uh, he did pass away. He was fine. 192. He outlived Benny, though. <laughs> Which, that, that's not a shock. Did you ever hear about Benny Hill's uh, 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 story? Uh, his, his history? Oh, well, It's I, amazing. It. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not going to go into it now, but yeah. someday we got to okay. go into that we'll because that. it's, fun- it's yeah. fascinating. He it's- and Jay Leno were in a movie together. No kidding. What? The Hot Rock. Wow. Starring, uh, Robert Redford was the star, but Benny Hill and Jay Leno. Both have Robert Redford did a show with those two guys? Well, it's a movie, uh, He play, it's about stealing a diamond. and uh, a, a low point for everyone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> On location at Four Day Ray in Fishers, Indiana, you've got Boomers with Beverages. Thanks for carving out your podcast listening time to uh, join us. For this edition of Boomers with Beverages, boomerswithbeverages.com. You know we're all over social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram and all the major podcast platforms. And hopefully you're enjoying the one that you're and on. many of the minor ones. Right. Now, yeah, you got to be on all of them. We're going to be on TikTok yeah, soon, right? Covered a lot of bases. As soon as you start like recording, taking yes. care of that, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because the Chinese right, need more of our personal data. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been advised by my best <laughs> advisor I have, my wife Karen, that we got to get TikTok. So we but you said last week, that. you said last week, if you find 15 boomers on TikTok, I'll kiss your ass. I think you said that. that, that, Those weren't my exact words. (laughs) But it was close to that. I I think there's plenty. Have we found 15? All right, then. I think there's plenty plenty of them. Yeah, well, they're all perverts. No, no, no. I am. There's a good, good. Actually, did I say that live? Actually, I got a really good piece that Karen shared with me that we're going to do a show on in the future uh, that a a, uh, minister did a piece on TikTok in an interview. It's the four stages of parenthood. Not going to t- say anything mm. about it. I'll tease it now, but we'll we'll definitely get a whole show out of it. Oh, that sounds awesome! Because it's really good stuff, and it's and it and it, we'll have some fun with it for sure. But speaking of having fun, a uh, couple of weeks from now, one of one of our foursome will be uh, overseas on a fantastic trip. So, real quick, Pete, you guys are going where? Where are you going to be? We're going to be five days in Spain and Madrid, and then we'll fly into uh, Lisbon, Portugal, for another mm. five days. So. Total of ten days in Spain and Portugal, and you've been wow. over most of Europe now, haven't you? At this point, yes. There's a very few countries I have not been to in Europe. I've been to a total of 22 countries in my life, and this is not necessarily do with witness protection program. This is just like you're you're not in hiding. You're not on the run. Right? Well, when I'm over there, I am. Yes, yeah, because I don't want to have anything to do with what's going on over here. It's him. It's Good him. Call. Go get Good him. call. Good call. <laughs> but you, well, I just know a lot of it was work. Too. Yeah, yeah I was, I've been very What's your fortunate. favorite bar in Liechtenstein? <laughs> it's, it's called the Liechtenstein Pub. Liechtenstein. It's it's hard to go. It's probably the, the mousetrap. Mouse, that yeah, maybe that was. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So obviously, great time there. You and Kara are going to have an awesome trip. But the thing that I appreciate about you, and you've told me a few of these things too, because we've done a lot of traveling this year as well, especially with visiting all our kids all over the country. You know, you, there's a smart way to do it a wrong way to do it and you've got some good advice about it and i know you took a little bit of time to put some things to paper to share about travel so what what do you want to start with as far as pete molina's travel tips as you get ready to head to europe 
Well, before I start, I, I want to quote one of my favorite authors, uh, Samuel Clemens. Uh, you might know him as Mark Twain. Yes. Uh, and he has a great line about travel, and it is go, goes like this. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Yeah. So and I am nice. a big proponent of travel, and I, I, I really enjoy international travel. But travel can mean getting out of your own county, getting out of your own state, getting out of the own region of, of, of where you live. Uh, because it really does open up your eyes. It makes you uh, much more empathetic to what other people are going through and just gives you a, a much better perspective on, on life. So um, if you haven't traveled much, I encourage everybody to do it. For the boomers out there, encourage your kids and your grandkids to travel early and often. Yeah. It is some of the best education that you can uh, ever have. But like you said, though, it could be a day trip. Yeah, it could be a long. Yeah. It could be a long weekend. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a week to two weeks of, of, you know, heavy on the expenses kind of trip. Those are obviously great to do, but even a short one exactly. recharges everything about you just to get away. It's it's opportunity and, to do it. And Dan, yeah. I know you guys love to get away. I love to travel. So. Yes. But what I'll, I'll, I'm going to focus on uh, international travel here and some of the things that I've learned. Uh, over the years that, that, that may be helpful for people and, and most of the stuff I'm going to mention is, has been learned by you know a trial and error and I've just picked up and I think it can be very helpful when you're planning a trip overseas you really have to consider not doing too much the biggest mistake I see people make when they say they're gonna we're gonna go to Italy as an example um, they're gonna go oh my gosh we're gonna we're gonna see the entire country we're gonna go to Rome we're gonna go to Florence we're gonna go to the Amalfi Coast we're gonna go to Venice we're gonna do all that in 10 days that is just not how to do it um, yeah. pick a, a city or two and base yourself there because if you try to see everything in one trip all you're going to end up being is a tired traveler, and you're not going to remember a lot of the things. And the biggest detriment to trying to do something like that, trying to do too much, is that you're not going to have the experience of interacting with the people there and sort of going at a slower pace, enjoying their culture and, and enjoying the differences. I would think ever... it's to your advantage, like you said, though, to, to stay somewhat centralized. Because, first of all, most likely you don't know the area. Exactly. So you'd be kind of uncomfortable trying to hop around to a lot of places at one time anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you've never been, again, we'll, we'll, we'll target uh, Europe, but if you've never been to Europe and you're not very adventurous, um, yeah, figuring out the train system can be challenging, uh, the subway system, the metro, and all that sort of stuff. So so that's, that's one thing to, to consider. Uh, and... And because public transportation like metros and trains in Europe are very efficient, you can easily base yourself in one city. Like the last time I went to, to Italy for 10 days, we stayed in Florence, and then we did a bunch of day trips from there. Yeah. Because you can, you, you feel like you've got a home to come come back to, and you know, most you can do a lot of trips within an hour and a half to two hours that are day trips. You can you can see a lot of things. So uh, that's now. So that's I prefer to travel, you know, like that. So it's not it's not it's not uh, advisable to say let's play it by ear once we get there. Well, I don't I, like to do it that way. To I be have honest, a feeling of that. But I've been but I've traveled. Been there. I'm I'm I consider myself pretty much a professional traveler. So that's about the only way you should say that to yourself when you go overseas, especially. Let's play it by ear because you know what you're doing. You know what you're getting into. 
Yes, but that doesn't mean someone else can't do it if you've got okay. if you're a little adventurous. Because keep in mind, the people in Europe are, are, are really anywhere I've been. I've really never had a bad experience. The people are nice. Um, I'm going to just talk a little bit more about how not to be noticed as an American traveler. Not that that's necessarily bad, but you know there there can be some downside to that. But um, the people there, they like Americans because we spend money. There you go. And, mm. and yeah, and that's that and, and, and they enjoy that. So. Um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is don't try to do too much in your trip because you're going to miss a lot of this, the, yeah. the really the cultural experience that I think makes you know that type of a trip really well, enjoyable. If you lock yourself into a specific itinerary and something comes up that it's like oh I can't I can't do X because I got to you know or if you're really enjoying a place you're visiting instead of saying well you know it's at two o'clock we got to catch the train to go somewhere else so just enjoy where you are you know have. I, I like the idea of having a general plan, let's do these yes. things, but then, yeah, be open to what happens, what comes, yeah. enjoy it. And what you just mentioned is a, a downside to these group tours. Yeah. Uh, I've done a couple of them, and I don't really enjoy them, but I would say if you really, as an example, are going to go to Europe and you feel like that is your only time you're going to make a trip like that, Perhaps a group tour would be beneficial because you're going to get to see a lot of things. But just like Dan said, you're on a tight schedule. I yeah. mean, you've got an itinerary, and if you if you're in some really neat place or some area of Rome, as an example, and you think, man, I want to hang out and spend some more time around here, you know, that the tour guide's going, no, nope, no, nope, we we, yeah. we got we got to get going here. We got we got a schedule, and um, some places probably are better suited for that, though, don't you think? Because of Maybe just getting around and, and safety and traffic and the big picture, yeah. don't you think? Because I'm almost like I would want to go the first time into a place like Rome. I would want to have somebody. I don't want to miss something. But then hopefully I get to go back, and then maybe that's the chill time. Maybe that's when you just kick back. Because, I mean, come on. You're, you're, you're talking Rome. You're not talking yeah. about like, like when you spend a, a Sunday afternoon in, in southern Indiana or something where you want to appreciate the scenery and just take it easy. When you've got so much history, you, you, want, you don't want to miss it. True, but you can do a lot of research up front. And so, so that brings up a good point. So if you're going to go to a place, we'll, we'll pick Rome again, um, you can use a, a company that I've used many times called Viator, V-I-A-T-O-R.com. And for instance, you can purchase ahead of time a half-day tour of the Vatican or a half-day tour of the Colosseum. So you can, you can, and then they'll, they'll meet you at a certain place, they'll, they'll do the tour, which is really a high, high, highly recommend doing that because they're gonna give you a lot of historical perspective you probably wouldn't get on your own, and they're gonna get you into these places without waiting in line. Uh, so those types of things I'm very much in favor of. What I don't like personally is having my 10 days pretty much planned out for me, sure. yeah. Yeah, minute by that. minute. So that. certain yeah, things you wanna have structured, but always leave some time to just roam and just experience things. I remember Claire Trusty talking about traveling out west with her husband, and they get to the Grand Canyon, and he's on a schedule, and it's, take a leak, take a peek, take a choice. <laughs> wow. I forgot about that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you got a lot to do. But. So they didn't ride the donkeys? Down? I don't think they rode the donkeys, no. All right, that's and good. The, and the other, I, I don't mean to be, be dumping on these uh, these big tours, because they have value, and, and um, and they're not they're not bad it's just not my cup of tea but um, if you do book one of those do your best to book a group that has no more than 12 people because 
you know, getting even, you know, getting four people to decide where to go to dinner is, is tough. But then you've got 12 people, there's people lagging behind, it, you know, it's, it's, it can be a, a little bit uh, challenging. And there will always be one person in that group who's going to be annoying as hell. And That's often me. Yes, but we, we know that. And if you do find a group where we... <laughs> Artie and I are not. We were sitting here yeah, going, no are you no shocked? I'm not no one's disagreeing. Either. Even Art's like, oh. <laughs> if you do find a group tour and you're and you, there's no one in there that's annoying, it's probably you. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's, that's how you know. So, so the planning aspect of it, you got you definitely have to pay some attention to that. Yeah. Especially and, when it's overseas. Yeah. And the good news is... Get, do some research on the internet. Get on YouTube. There's all kinds of crazy videos about where to go in various cities. So yeah. You can get a really good idea of what to expect before you go there. And it's a little different world, too, post-pandemic. Yes. So you still have to be prepared. Some countries still have a very different attitude and approach to things you got to be aware of when you get there. Well, yeah. Yeah. You, please be aware of their customs and what's going on currently. Uh, and you have to be respectful of, of, of the local laws. Uh, you know, for instance, like you, you go to Italy, you go to a church. You, if you're a female, you got to have your your shoulders covered up. You know, if the, you know knowing little things like that yeah. is going to make your life a lot easier, and you're not going to stand out and, and be uh, termed as disrespectful. Sounds good stuff. I think we could probably uh, extend this to another one because I don't want to cut you off because I know you got a lot of uh, topics to discuss as far as the travel and the tips. Yeah, I mean, like that, I, I, so. in fact, uh, you know, I, we put something up on the website, right? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so nice. I have a whole five pages of travel tips by Pete, so feel free to get on there and send us an email if you have some comments, things you, you think I should add, or if you just want to tell me I'm full of crap, that's too Does it do. have, is there like a little mini Pete, like in the beginning of Jurassic Park with the you know, the millionaire when he showed the head. We can't afford We animators. spared no expense. We did. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So, so what Dan's telling me is no, We spared Jim. every expense. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's why I know there is no little mini Pete at the beginning of that. So. Mini Pete. Well, it's good It's good information because, and once again, I just want to emphasize to everybody, because we, I, I say this to people as well that are always like, when they, they see us traveling and going on trips, trips can just be a day. They can be, they can be an afternoon. They can be yeah. a weekend. It doesn't have to be going to Spain and Portugal and a big hit on your budget. So all this advice still applies to those trips as well. So you're saying I should maybe cancel that trip and just go to Trafalgar? Maybe. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun down there. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. You're in there for season. <laughs> that would not be a, a place I would recommend, but maybe. Maybe there's some events down there, right? Artie would know. There's I would stuff. not know. I, 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 <laughs> I thought I, you were the Grand Marshal. No, I drove a school bus down there for one season, and that was it. It was over. Very nice. So let's yeah. uh, let's uh, let's talk more about it. We'll, we'll we'll get this content in the next uh, next yeah, podcast. I got some, good, more qu- about I got some good questions yeah. for him. We'll give we'll yeah. give more time to it too as we uh, we'll do another from Four Day Ray, which is where we are on location. That's what the noise is. What is the noise? Is it just the fan, the exhaust fan here in the it's growler room? We're yeah, in a brewery. Yeah, we're in a brewery. we are in a brewery. Yeah. They're they're brewing as we speak. Yeah, for your for your enjoyment in six to eight weeks. Hop two. Yes, exactly right. Hop two. Get get a chance to uh, to hit four day ray up in the next few days if you're in the area and uh, you know the area well. And Fishers, you got to stop by and enjoy the great menu, the scratch food, scratch menu that they have. Sample their beverages and and enjoy that. But uh, guys had a good time. Dan, thank you very much. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, Pete Molina, travel advice. We're going to do more of that coming up the next podcast. So thanks very much for the extensive travel notes. Chief Adiamo, the world traveler, and Artie Widger. Thank you very much. I don't have to pee. Thank you. That's fantastic. Artie's bladder's in great shape. And don't have to pee. Our engineer, Art Baker, is ecstatic about that. He's smiling. He's so happy for you and your bladder, Artie. 
And uh, up with words to this. I'm going to come up with lyrics to this music. You probably could, too. Please do. Yeah, I think you will. Leave you with one parting thought before we uh, send you away on this particular podcast. It comes from comedian Jay Leno, who said, The true definition of an optimist is an accordion player with a business card. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. We will talk again soon. Thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. On-site engineering, Art Baker. Post-production, Dan Davis. Distribution and showrunner, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com. Thank you.